Blog Talk Radio. Good Saturday, everyone. Sending love and blessings. This is One Love Rising, and I am your co-host, Heidi Little. I am awaiting Bob Challenger, who is one of the main campaigners for Earth Day. Back in the day, he helped save Earth Day. He um, invested a million dollars of his money that he made working his hiney off on the real estate industry in Canada. And to save Earth Day, he sent out campaigning packets to continue to have Earth Day every year um, internationally to all the people who had participated in the original one. Therefore, we still have an Earth Day, and we're coming up on 50 years in 2020. So our show today is just about um, intention and trajectory for 2020. Uh, We are on the road to 2020, having that crystal clear vision, love and action. And 2019 has been a really big year um, for International Children's Month, which I am the volunteer co-founder and director of. Our platform was international, has been international, and is international children love taking it to the streets. And uh, what does love in action look like? What does it sound like? And what does love in action do? And it looks like we've got Bob coming in here on the line. Hi, Bob. Howdy, Heidi. Sorry, I'm a oh. bit late. Here I am. That's okay. I had a chance to tell everybody about your amazing, some of your amazingness. I can only touch on it. Come on. It would take me days to talk about how wonderful you are and and the goodness that you bring with you. So good morning, Bob. Um, I was just telling everybody that we're going to just kind of have a chit-chat about what our intentions are and kind of how we're rolling out into 2020. Um, It's going to be a big caravan year. It's Caravan's Unity happening with Unity Earth. We're working on concerts and events that have a huge pay-forward business model. We're working on, uh, um, Bob and Shannon and I are, for International Children's Month, are working on um, the global wave of love and a global unifying moment also, Bob. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a, a huge event. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be in uh, Niagara Falls at the Peace Tree uh, on one eleven, June 21st. This year, or next year, I guess, 2020. 2020, by the way, is also <laughs> represents perfect vision. So yes, Heidi yes. has got the perfect vision for this next oh. year. So thank you. Thank oh, you, Heidi. Thanks, love. I can't take the credit very much. I just listened to what um, the omnipresent source of all things has to say and do what I can do the best I can do. And this is what I'm asking everybody to do, you know, these days, following your inner guidance system and what's your unique contribution to this this emergence that's happening. And, you know, we've got a twofold thing. I wrote about it on Facebook today. We have emergency situations and then we have an emergence. And they kind of go hand in hand in order for people to have the emergence they activate in the emergency because when we do something for other people, we become superhuman. We become something more because we embody that energy of emergency. Yes. Absolutely. You know, um, Lynn McTaggart uh, put a book out about uh, the magic of eight, eight people coming together and uh, my 
good friend that lives in Newfoundland, Linda Burden Earl, or Linda Earl, is uh, following the protocol and has a group of eight women that come to her house every Sunday, and the effects are profound. One of the mm. things that Lynn McTaggart talks about is that those that send, send a, it gets a healing, it's a healing group. And mm-hmm. whenever they're together in a group and they're sent, and one of the, one of the eight is in the middle being sent energy, the person that sends the energy gets a mirror back effect. And it's like profound. So the more yeah. we help others, the more we help ourselves. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I thought we could touch on um, water, earth, and sky. And yeah, the three main. Yeah. About those threefold things right now that need us, right? This, this is this is what needs us, Absolutely. and of course humanity. But through through touching on these three things, I think we'll touch on our humanitarian needs our societal needs, and our planetary needs. So starting with the water, Bob and I both are, are water workers and, and water carriers and water protectors. Yep. And uh, Bob's been doing it a lot longer than I have. And um, Well, I'm a lot older than you are. <laughs> and I love you. So what in this lifetime, so tell me, <laughs> what is the – what is what? Tell, what do you what do you want to share with the people about what's going on with the water right now? Like, what what should we tell the people? I think people need to okay. know what's happening yep. and how they can help. I think those are the two biggest things we should work on today. What's happening and okay. what are things they can actively do to help? Go for it, Bob. Grow for it. Okay, okay. Thank you. Well, I got involved uh, actually today, November sixteenth, nineteen eighty nine. I, I initiated a gathering in Sedona, Arizona, for the very first Campaign for the Earth conference. And we had 120 people there from six different countries, including a gentleman from the Soviet Union. This was before the breakup. And uh, it was about the same time, actually. But anyway, so the, the Campaign for the Earth really focuses on cleaning up the water, the air, and the soil. That is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. We are polluting with our activities as humans those three elements that are so important. So we have sure. to work on the water is, of course, the biggest one because 70 80% of the earth is water, 70 to 80% of, a, of us is water. So yes. this is very important. Now, actually, Mother Earth, Gaia, will not be affected by anything overall that we do. We are killing ourselves by polluting. But Mother Earth always adapts to whatever the conditions are. Throughout the millions of years and billions of years, Gaia has always come back from whatever has been, you know, three miles of ice at times. This was a natural cycle. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Gaia always recovers. But we may not if we don't focus on on those three elements that are so fundamentally important to us, especially the water. So um, mm-hmm. now Dr. Masaru Emoto showed us that we could affect the water 
with our thoughts alone. But we pray mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, uh, grat- love and gratitude to the water. It responds. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we need to create events that uh, bring people together at the same moment in time. Shannon Crossbear did an amazing job two years ago of bringing um, people from around uh, the, the, I guess I would say, the western hemisphere of the earth to mm-hmm. focus on, at the same moment in time, water, and then do our prayers to, um, and we were at 40 different locations around, from Bermuda to Alaska. And mm-hmm. uh, so we need to do more things like that, and, but we also mm-hmm. want to come to the water. But uh, the the soil, I mean, we have to stop polluting the soil with uh, chemicals that are not conducive to our health or the soil's health. So, and the air, my goodness, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff being spewed into the air that is polluting the air, and uh, that has to be addressed. So, but but water is the biggest one. So let's go back to to talking more about that, Heidi. To water. Well, what they can do, what people can do. So. You know, Dr. Emoto was our partner for International Children's Month for for years and um, was a huge influence for me. And um, as empaths, you know, one of the one of the not only do we need water to drink and um, and bathe in and use it as our first medicine, um, but water carries uh, memory and vibration and feelings in it as well. And so, you know, the water shared with me uh, back in 2012 that if we continue to um, not care for it, it's going to become um, a different type of energy, one we're not going to really want to have. So, and I don't want to, I don't want, you know, people to, to feel anything other than, well, we're talking about emergency emergencies, emergencies and emergencies. And so the water, um, all the water we have on Earth is all the water we have ever had on Earth and all the water we will ever have on Earth. And we can um, send love and gratitude and, um, and peace to the water when it's running through our faucets and down into the drain, when we're flushing the toilet, when we're taking a shower, when we're in a swimming pool, when we see or cross over a bridge where there's a lake or a river or an ocean or a body of water, we can take time out of our days to give gratitude and thanks for that which continues to give us what we need to survive here on earth. What is the, the... if you don't have water, how many days is it that you you can live the human body? Isn't it like three, three days or something like that? It's it's three days. Yep. Yeah, that's really short. <laughs> and we have people yep. on this planet who don't have access to water, really, and don't have access to clean not, water. Not Which everybody clean water. Yeah. Yeah, not but, clean water. In so many parts of the world, there is virtually places with absolutely no clean water. There are some devices that are being invented to actually withdraw water from the air because oxygen mm-hmm. is in the air. I mean, mm-hmm. hydrogen, well, water is in the air. So yes, they are yes, anyway, yes. but uh, this is a huge problem in many places of the world. We are very fortunate here on Turtle Island or North America oh, where gosh, we virtually yep. we have uh, 
clean water virtually everywhere. And yes, uh, yes. we have a lot in the, in the ground as well that we can dig into, like dig wells and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's huge. And uh, I know... Bob, I got to tell you though, the First Nations, some of the First Nations tribal lands, they don't have access to water, and they are oh, being I know. charged I know. exorbitant dark. amounts of money. Exorbitant amounts of money, like twenty dollars for a milk jug size thing of water, and they're on a ration. They have one water bottle a day that they're allowed to drink, and yeah, we have big companies this is that are. Basically, the in, the north, in the north part of uh, of Ontario, anyway, that's uh, the case that's going on up there. Yeah, it's, it's serious. Terrible, Very serious. terrible. I feel so much yep. for these people. So the other thing we can do is we can rally together and we can stop these big companies from draining our source, which is everyone's source. It's not Nestle does not own the springs. Nestle does not own you know, the the watersheds and the and the and the clean areas that they're taking. And if they do, why is that? Who's behind it? You know, we gotta do the work to figure out how to uproot the issue. Because you take the root out, it's got nowhere to flourish from. So we gotta find the root and then we gotta go in there and I'm suggesting prayerfully, you know, with intention and with energy, prayerfully. And then I sit quiet and I ask spirit, I say, Okay, what can I do next? What can be done about this? And I sit and I wait for the answer, or I work and I and the answer comes, or you know I find it. I told Hannah last night, my 13-year-old, just begin, and the answers will reveal themselves. Just begin, whatever you can do to just start doing something, it will embody that energy and move it forward, and things just happen. And Hannah goes, that's not how the real world works. And I said, uh, yeah, actually, it is how the real world works. Any job yep. you get out there in the world, they have you start, right? And then you get yep. paid, right? You learn while you are on the job. People come into the picture to help show you the ropes and and show you and tell you what they've done that didn't work, right? This is how it works. So if we just begin... Yep. We're going to move into something else. Okay, and what else What else can we say about the water? I think that those are the two most important points, thanking, love, gratitude to the water, and then actively looking into who is the who are the people behind it that are responsible for what's happening here. And then, you know, we have to, we have to change that. They can't they can't we cannot allow people to be hurting on that other people, right? Like that is a catastrophe, <laughs> you know? It's yeah, like, I, I totally agree. You know, you posted today on on uh-huh. your Facebook page a very important mm-hmm. Lakota prayer about oh, yeah. what we might, mm-hmm. what we can do. And I want to mm-hmm. read it, if you okay. don't mind. It goes Absolutely. like this. Wakantanka, great mystery. Teach me how to trust my heart my mind, my intuition, my inner knowing, the senses of my body, the blessings of my spirit. Teach me to trust these things so that I may enter my sacred space and love beyond my fear and thus walk in balance with the passing of each glorious sun. 
That's the prayer. So if we follow that prayer, we will get intuition telling us what's the best thing for us to do in our location where we live, where we have influence, and how can we do what we need, the best thing we can do to help with the water everywhere. Yes. Right. The water actually is all connected. (laughs) Whatever we do in one place, we'll go into a a creek, a river, a a lake, and then a bigger river and out into a bigger river and out into the oceans and goes around Mm -hmm. the world. So, and you're absolutely right. There's scientific evidence about um, science that has looked at how water retains memory of everything it goes through. It's scientifically provable. So, um, you know, bless the water in any way that you can. And, and, and as Heidi says, like, find out how some of these companies are getting the water for nothing, like Nestle right. and others, bottled, bottling it, going into places and just filling up their trucks and uh, bottling it, and they don't pay for it, although they do sell it for a great profit. Hello? Are you there, Heidi? Sorry, I was talking on (laughs) mute. I was rambling, so that's okay. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. No, you were totally on point, and I was coming in there to just say, yeah, exactly. Who are these people? Like, who, who gave yeah. these people the right? You know, all the water protectors on this planet, no, not one of us gave these people the right to do anything to our waters. Who are they? Who gave them permission to go ahead and do what they're doing? If they don't have permission, then that's illegal. If they do have permission, it's still illegal because it's hurting people. And bottom line, if we are destroying the water, it's child abuse, period, child abuse. So take that power, right? Because the number one thing we all agree on is taking care of our children. And this is, this is my, my big bag and Bob's big bag and all of the parents and people who are, have children and work with children, teachers, educators. Oh my goodness. Right? Like how dare we? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> how dare we? And how dare these people to do profit over future generations having an understanding love for their water? And the microplastics that go in those bottles that they're putting them in, it's ridiculous. No, 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 no. It's over. It's done. Those people are done. I declare it this day that the people who are, are uh, mafia in the water, they're done. Their power is mute. Moot, done. Good. Negligent. Good. Neg- neg- negatified. <laughs> God Obliterated. Yeah. Out who these people are. Transformation, right? Transformation. Transform them. Transform their hearts. Okay. So then we have the soil. All right. So, yep. you know, I grew up in Saskatchewan. I watched the farmers fight Monsanto and lose. I watched the wheat pool close. That was when that huge uh, thing happened where that farmer got sued for millions of dollars by Monsanto because one of their seeds blew in his field. So they set the precedence of fear, first of all, losing people's yeah. farming, losing their land, 
losing their their what their history, um, losing their their union, losing their um, and then and then making it legal to sue people. Okay, load of mahui, hello, and so <laughs> permaculture and gardening, you know. That's the focus. And the children are arising. We're behind the children. We built an empowerment platform seven years ago um, that they rose up about climate change and about polluters and about holding big companies accountable for what they are doing to the environment. You know, I I never could have dreamed that's what they were going to do. I didn't know what they were going to do, right? Because the the best, best, place a teacher or educator can hold is a space of possibility for their their people their people in the room because we made an international platform we were holding space for our people right to have the realm of possibilities what what do they what do they feel impassioned and empowered about okay so i interviewed klaus mager who was disney world's main chef for the whole all of them all the resorts all of the places, and so he was heavy duty in supply and demand for food, and he realized, he had an awakening, and he realized he was part of this problem. He was fueling this industry that was wrecking the place, and he pulled out and has since dedicated his life to, you know, this um, um, green movement of plants and gardening, and where do we get our food from? And, and how are we doing that? And he says the currency of the future will be based in trust. So where is our food coming from? Where are we buying it from? How are we growing it? What are we putting in our soil? How are we doing it? Bob, what do you got on, the, um, on soil and, um, and the way we're treating our planet, our earth, the earth? Um, I, I don't have a great deal of scientific knowledge, but I do know this, that mm-hmm. whatever we put into the soil has mm-hmm. an effect on the soil. It's either positive or negative. And sure. unfortunately, many of the things that we're using for fertilizers are chemicals that are not, they may be giving us quick growth in our fields, but there's a negative factor to them. But I'm, you know, that is going to be exposed uh, along with several other things in in the near future about how we need to change that. And I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to finding out more myself about the issue with soil. I mean, my God, that's where most of the food comes from, um, except for the sea, of course, with fish and stuff. But Uh uh, still, yeah, and so we have to think about what we're doing uh, with polluting those three elements, the water, the soil, and the air. So, yeah. but you know, yeah. you're planning, Heidi, some amazing events next year that are going to bring people together. I think this will help because we can get the message out through these mm-hmm. giant events that you're planning. Can you mm-hmm. tell us more about what's in the in the process of? I know it's early, but I know the global unifying mm-hmm. moment will be June 21st. It'll give mm-hmm. us plenty of time to organize it, get it out there, and there's yep. and of course the concerts that you're working with. So tell us a bit about mm-hmm. that. Okay, um, so two things: the 
one of the things we tried a few years ago uh, and really, really helped was the, the Glass Gym Rainbow Peace Corn. And it has now been renamed to, what did we call it? Rainbow, I think it's Rainbow Jewel. So the new name for the Peace Corn, which is, it, which is um, directly related to the various peace prophecies that are for our time. Um, this is a new strand of corn that um, Carl Burns grew out about 10 years ago. Greg Schoen, who's our friend and supplier, is the second stockholder. And International Children's Month became the third stockholder. We did a game, um, a, a planetary game called uh, Seeds of Love, Gardens for Hope. And every time we planted the glass gem rainbow corn, someone burned or banned Monsanto's. As well as the awakening happened bigger, better, lovelier, and more graceful. And, um, of course, we are emerging <clears throat> in, a, in a new type of way as a peaceful type of, of society. We're working on that. Um, so we have enough to do uh, six major plants of 300-plus seed on the planet with six different organizations, projects, or groups. So I encourage them to reach out to me uh, through Facebook or International Children's Month at gmail.com. And that's with an S. International Children's Month at gmail.com. Uh, and so when, and everybody knows about the, I would not, maybe they don't know about the Damien here plant talking. Um, um, you can hear sound and hear the plants play music and, and there's, just all types of amazing things to really um, get in tune with uh, the forest and the trees and the plants and the animals and, you know, everything out there that doesn't have a voice but definitely has a resonance, definitely has a spoken language. You just have to feel it. Um, so 2020, June 21st, we always do a children's global wave of love. Bob, this will be our eighth year in 2020. And it's based yep. off the Fibonacci sequence of divine increments of love, which Bob will tell us more. Um, but the global unifying moment is a call to our hearts, to everyone on the planet. And the way we advertise this is by letting all of our friends and family know it's happening. One eleven for one moment. We will yep. drop the arms and open our arms and just embody as much love as we possibly can for one moment. And we have this already, this um, wave of love that happens in every time zone at 111. And so I guess our global unifying moment will be 111 central time. Right, Bob? Is that how we're doing it? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, people who are sleeping at that time, their spirits will be able to unite. Um, yep. And people who are awake at that time, hopefully we are able to reach all 7 billion, almost 8 billion of us, and everyone participates. Just imagine the energy that would happen if, 
if every person on this planet at the same time chose love. Absolutely, and that is I'm a big sure. factor. Is coming <laughs> together at the show. same the same moment in time. Well, you know, on June twenty first, um, yeah. we start the global wave of love in in the first time zone, which is in New Zealand, basically New Zealand time zone, and it travels, and and it's uh, like. Uh, um, I, I forget how many hours ahead of us. I think it's 18 hours ahead of us. Anyway, mm-hmm. at least Eastern time, so it would be 19 hours ahead of Central time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that starts at one uh, eleven p.m. in New Zealand mm-hmm. on the 21st of June, and then it goes through every time zone, all 24 time zones, and ends up in Hawaii, or just west of Hawaii, actually. And so Perfect. by the time it gets to the central time zone, it's the 19th, the 19th <laughs> progression. And it's gone from one divine unit of love uh, from New Zealand, following the Fibonacci series of numbers, it ends up with 4,181 in the central time zone from one unit. Awesome. And then it continues. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. It's awesome. So that's perfect. And so that's June 21st at 1.11 p.m. Central. And then, of course, you can yep. join the Global Wave of Love in your time zone at 1.11 p.m. and pass it on. So that's yep. uh, that's our show today. We've got 30 seconds left. We want you to feel loved and supported here. And if we can all take a second to just breathe in the love together and breathe out the harmony. And breathe in some joy. Breathe in some joy. <laughs> and breathe yes. out empowerment. And uh, you've been listening to One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio with uh, Bob Challenger and Heidi Little. And we love you. One became two, two became many, and many became one. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next week. We're going to have a couple um, of guest speakers on the opiate crisis and how we can help navigate this humanitarian issue that is happening now. Bob, I love you. I love you, too. Here we grow. Here we grow. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.